Hi guys, and welcome back to the Female Fitness Podcast. I am your host, Danny, as always. And today I'm going to talk about Christmas and navigating the Christmas period. And this is going to be appropriate for you, no matter what your goal is. I'm going to talk about some of the key points that everybody can implement that will be helpful for you, regardless of what your goals are within health and fitness and what you're striving towards personally and professionally. These are some key points that you can refer to and hopefully this podcast will help put you a little bit more at ease as we move through the next month or so. And as always, if any of you have any questions or you think of any questions as we're going through this podcast, please don't ever hesitate to reach out to me. I am always more than happy to help. You can drop me a direct message on Instagram. You can drop me an email. I love hearing from you guys. And I also want to know what topics you want me to cover on the Female Fitness Podcast. And if you have any specific questions for it, or if you just want to give me a little bit of feedback off the back of it as well. And if you do enjoy the content on the Female Fitness Podcast, please like, subscribe, share that you're listening on your Instagram story so that I can help and reach more people. And if any of you are interested in one-to-one coaching, I do currently have a couple of spaces available. Um, I am going to be increasing my prices in the new year, but for anybody that signs up by the end of December, you will be able to come on board for my current prices. So please, please don't sleep on it and get in touch if you're interested. I would love to help and support you all. But unfortunately, I only have a select number of spaces available. um, And I I pride myself on maintaining a really good quality of service with the group of clients that I work with, which is why I don't take on hundreds of clients or anything like that. I usually work with between 30 and 40 one-to-one clients any one time so that I can keep the quality of service really high and I can work really closely with each individual that I have the pleasure of working with and we can make sure that you smash your goals and improve your health and quality of life whilst doing so. So get in touch if you're interested. I'd love to hear from you. There's no strings attached and I don't push anyone into anything. It's just a chat so we can find out a little bit more about your goals, what you're wanting to achieve. I can tell you how we would go about that, ask any, answer any questions that you have um, and we can just have a back and forth conversation to establish whether we would be a good fit so please don't hesitate to get in touch I promise I don't bite and I'd love to hear from you so on to today's podcast um on sort of navigating Christmas I don't like to use the word managing Christmas because at the end of the day I think sometimes when you focus on managing it it can seem like it's it's a bad thing whereas if you focus on actually navigating something it can seem like less of a big deal and sometimes help put your mind at ease a little bit so I think for anybody regardless of what your goals are one of the most important things for you to do that will help you no end regardless of what your goal is is to write down your core values and not just the values themselves but also examples of how you might act in line with them. And I've spoken about this before, but when it comes to Christmas and New Year's, it you could think about how you might act in line with them given the time of year, because you may act slightly differently to what you would the rest of the year because of the opportunity for connection that you maybe might not have the rest of the year. For example, uh, if you have family members that you don't see very often, 
Christmas might be the one time of year where you get to see those people and therefore you might actively try and relax a little bit more around training and nutrition to cater for that and to allow you to immerse yourself in that connection with those people that you very rarely see. So that's an example of how acting in line with your values might look a little bit different at this time of the year to the rest of the year. For example, you might do what I've just spoken about, give yourself a little bit more leeway around training, allow yourself to relax, decrease your training frequency a little bit to allow you to spend more time with your family who you maybe never see at this time of year. If you are someone who values your health as one one of your top five core values, because we know that human connection is so important for our health. And if Christmas is one of your only opportunities to actually get that connection, then it may well be appropriate for you if your value is health for you to actually relax a little bit more around training and that might positively contribute to your health more than staying really strict with your training routine so that's just an example of how how you act during this period may change and that's okay so yeah first thing identify what your core values are and examples of how you can act in line with them over the next month or so given the time of year and given the occasions and opportunities that might be present during this time of year If you're someone who is unaware of your core values, you can, like I've mentioned before, go online and find lists of of example core values. And it's not that you should just copy them, but what you can do is have a look through these lists and make note of anything that jumps out of you and jumps out of you, (laughs) jumps out at you, and then fine tune those core values from there and try and pick your top five or 10 and make sure that you order them from one to five or one to 10. And if you're someone who has identified your core values before, it is worth revisiting them because they can change as we go through life. You know, our goals and priorities can change, what we value can change, and also the order of them might change. And the order of our core values will influence how we should act. Because if you value one thing above another, your actions are going to change in line with that. As an example, if somebody valued their physique above connection and above their health, then that person might decide to stay more regimented over Christmas. And it's all about determining what's right for you as an individual and what your goals are and how extreme those goals are and and what you really value in life, what makes you feel happy and fulfilled and what is the most important thing for you right now in in this life phase that you're in. Now, another thing that I would do once you've identified your values and you have written down those examples of how you can act in line with them is make sure that they are somewhere accessible to you so that you can refer back to them if you ever need to and use them as a little bit of a compass for navigating life. So whenever you come to a decision about what you're going to do on a given day or what you're going to do on a week or how you're going to act or whether you're going to attend a social occasion, you might refer back to these values and think to yourself, okay, what action is most in line with these? 
how, what is really going to make me feel good, not just in the moment, but actually in two months' time, what am I going to look back and thank myself for? Or even in six months' time, what am I going to look back on over Christmas and be proud of myself for and what is going to make me feel good? Is there any specific action that would make me feel regret? If so, avoid that. So that's a good way to think about it as well. But having your values somewhere where it's accessible to you can be incredibly powerful because it's just that friendly reminder. And something that I did last year when I was actually temporarily living at home for Christmas is I wrote my core values down on post-it notes and I put them on my monitor. So I have a monitor for my laptop so that I can see everything much bigger. because that's just a bit of me. Um, And I put my post-it note values on the laptop monitor so that I could refer back to them. And they were staring me in the face whenever I was working or whenever I was journaling or anything like that. And that was really helpful for me and really reinforced yeah, like this is this is why I'm doing what I'm doing. This is why I'm acting in the way that I am. And this is what I need to refer back to whenever I feel unsure about a certain decision or a certain situation. Now, we need to identify what our current goals are, which should be in line with those values that I've just spoken about. Identifying your goals will allow you to again, use those goals to navigate any decisions and navigate any occasions and decide what to do in relation to training, nutrition, social occasions, and all of these things so that you can still move the needle forwards towards these goals, whatever they may be throughout the Christmas period, despite you having other things going on. So it could be that you accept, okay, during the Christmas period, I've got other priorities. I have family that I'm going to be visiting that I never see that I really want to be present with and so I'm probably going to have to let you know training frequency decrease a little bit that is perfectly acceptable but it might be that you identify some basics basic and fundamentals that you can implement into your life whilst you enjoy this downtime whilst you enjoy these social occasions so that despite your you know training or nutrition related actions not being optimal you can still move the needle forwards towards your goals so for example if if somebody who listening to this if your goal is hypertrophy to build muscle tissue it could be that you say to yourself okay i'm going to relax much more around training i'm going to allow my training frequency to come down a little bit but I'm still going to make sure that every one of those sessions that I do, I really apply myself and I work really hard and I make sure that the quality is there. And you might say to yourself, okay, nutrition is going to be much more relaxed, but I'm still going to make sure that I have a few protein feedings each day to elevate muscle protein synthesis so that I can build muscle tissue. Even though progress might be slower, you can still move the needle forwards. And you'll probably thank yourself for doing that further down the line, rather than taking an effort attitude to these types of occasions and not identifying these basics and fundamentals and not seeing any progress. So it's like you can still hold yourself accountable to some basics, to some non-negotiables, 
that you implement into your days and your weeks to move the needle forwards, despite relaxing around occasions and being able to fully immerse yourself in them and enjoying the Christmas period and New Year's alongside that as well. So identify your goals and identify some fundamentals that you can implement realistically into your life over the Christmas period so that you can still move the needle forwards towards your goals. It could be that if you're someone listening to this is is working to restore regular menstrual cycle function. So you've had amenorrhea for the past few months. It could be that you make a commitment to yourself not to drive up expenditure over the Christmas period. You make a commitment to yourself to make sure that you're eating regularly throughout the day. You're not fasting. Because again, that is gonna move you forwards towards those goals of restoring regular menstrual cycle function and improving your overall hormone health. So there's some examples. If any of you want any specific examples of some key basics and fundamentals that you can implement over this period of time to move the needle forwards towards your goals, whatever they may be, drop me a message on Instagram and I'll work through that with you. I'll give you some examples that you can implement now. Another thing that will help you regardless of what your goal is, is to focus on being present during social occasions and to also recognize that they don't have to revolve around food and or alcohol. And it's important to do whatever feels like nourishment for you in that moment. I spoke about this on the Flourishing Society podcast the other day with Charles, but there will be occasions where I go for nights out and I drink, I get tipsy or a little bit drunk and I stay out until the early hours. But they're rare occasions and there'll be other occasions where I go on nights out and I don't drink at all and I'm in bed by 10, 11 p.m. And it's about doing what's right for you in the moment as opposed to applying blanket rules and statements to yourself because there will be nights where actually nourishment for me is really letting my hair down and having a few drinks and staying out longer with my friends and enjoying that connection and the fun that's present because that's what I need to let my hair down and relax and take my mind off work. Whereas there'll be other occasions where I know that I've got a super busy working day the next day, which let's face it is 99% of the time. And I want to wake up feeling fresh I need a good night's sleep because I'm already tired. And on those occasions, I will be in bed at a reasonable time and I won't drink. It's all about doing what feels like nourishment for you in the moment. There's no one size fits all. And what's right for you on one occasion, on one particular day, might be different to what's right for you on another day. And it's so important to recognize that so that you don't end up falling into the trap of putting yourself into a box And then thinking to yourself, why do I not feel good? And it's because you've been too rigid with those things that you've implemented um, and those rules that you've put in place. Having rules and structure is a good thing, but being too rigid with those rules and structures can be detrimental. So focus on doing what feels like nourishment for you in the moment. And my advice would be whenever you are attending any social occasions or anything like that, to set boundaries with yourself before you go, as opposed to sort of winging it and just turning off and going with the flow, because sometimes you will end up making the wrong decision for yourself in those moments. Whereas if you set boundaries before you actually go or, you know, ahead of time, 
it will really help you feel confident in the decisions that you're making and make the correct decisions for you as an individual in a much more conscious way. So try and identify what actions you're going to take before the occasion or the day itself, as opposed to on the day. Now, focusing on being present is is super important and it's something which is actually really difficult when you struggle with your relationship with food or body image because often when you struggle with those things your thoughts are consumed by the way that you look and the food that you're eating and any sort of thoughts that come up around that as well such as or feelings that come up around that such as you know guilt for consuming certain food so I understand that for some of you listening to this being present in those moments will be really difficult but you can use that as a driving force to actually work on your body image and relationship with food and as an opportunity to challenge yourself to be present because it is something which completely transforms your life when you are able to be present. And one of the reasons I've actually personally struggled to be present in the past is one, I've been through phases where my body image hasn't been very good. So my thoughts have definitely been consumed by how do I look? What are people thinking of me? and being self-conscious on the whole but then there's also been phases where I've been I've had such a bad relationship with the rest that I have struggled so badly to switch off during any occasions and I I would have just been thinking about work 24-7 and there's a few things that have really helped me with that and one of those things is getting a separate work phone so I have a work phone and a personal phone and during occasions like Christmas Day, I will leave my work phone at home and set that boundary with myself so that I can't go on it and I don't see the messages pop up. Because if I see messages coming in, they will then be on my mind. Work will be on my mind and I will want to reply immediately. So having those boundaries can be super powerful. Not that you need to have that specific boundary. Some of you won't even need that. But it's just an example of the kind of thing that you can put in place to help you be a little bit more present if you do struggle with it. And if you are still working on some things such as your relationship with rest, your relationship with your body and your relationship with food, if you're still in that process and it's still something you struggle with, setting boundaries with yourself can be a helpful way of almost forcing you to be a little bit more present than you would if you didn't set these boundaries with yourself. So that can be incredibly powerful because I understand some of you will still be in that process of working on these things. If you are in that process, something that I wanted to say is the work that you're doing, although it might be hard right now, working on your body image, relationship with food, relationship with rest, it is so worth it. And things like being able to be present during social occasions, such as Christmas, such as New Year's, it will transform your life more than I can put into words. You don't understand how much it does until you actually go through that process yourself and come out of the other side. And then you have a good you know, relationship with food. Your body image is in a good place. You have a great relationship with rest. You can be present. It's such a <laughs> liberating experience. That's the only way that I can describe it. And going through that myself, it has transformed my life. And I'm so grateful that I did that work, no matter how long it took, no matter how hard it was in the moment. And you will be too if you're doing this work and you're listening to this. And 
what I would recommend doing if you're doing any work like that is keeping a log or a journal of how you feel at this moment in time, you know, going into Christmas, going into social occasions, and then refer back to that in a year's time, next Christmas or next New Year's or during future social occasions, because that will almost be a measure of progress and will demonstrate to you and provide you proof of how far you've come, because it can be very hard to measure your progress with your relationship with food, body image, relationship with rest sometimes, and some of these sort of deep rooted issues, because there's no usually there's no numerical data that will prove your progress. So things like keeping a log or a journal can be incredibly powerful and really motivating when you look back and you're like, wow, my experience of occasions like Christmas has transformed. And this has really made a huge difference to my life. And it's been 100% worth it, rather than not really knowing how to measure these things. Because it is so important when you're working on goals like that to make sure that your measures of progress, your focus areas are appropriate for the goals you're chasing. And those focus areas and measures of progress usually need to be very different to what they may have been in the past when you've chased different goals, such as building muscle tissue or losing body fat. So that is something that to take into account and to potentially immerse yourself in in these moments during these occasions over the next month or so. Another thing that I would recommend doing no matter who you are, no matter what your goal is, is making sure not to excessively restrict in the run of social occasions, especially if you're prone to overeating or binge eating. Because what happens is it, again, it takes away from our ability to be present when we're extremely hungry. And when we're focused on the food that is present, which will happen if you excessively restrict. So it's taken away from your ability to be present for one. It's having a negative impact on your ability to immerse yourself in those experiences and get the most out of them. On top of that, it is going to increase your risk of overeating if you're going into a meal really hungry. We've all been there where we have tried to save calories for a social occasion. We've been to the social occasion. We've maybe tried to order something sensible, but then we've come home and raided the kitchen cupboards because we can't control ourselves around food. I've certainly been there in the past. And that's an example of how actually trying to save calories for social occasions is often more detrimental than anything, both psychologically. And if we're looking at energy balance, we often end up consuming more food if we try and restrict in the run up to social occasions than we would if we had kept ourselves fueled, eaten regularly throughout the day, and then been able to manage our portion sizes during these occasions. So that's some food for thought. And no matter what your goal restricting yourself in the run of social occasions is not going to be helpful because if you're trying to lose body fat you'll probably end up overeating anyway so it's not helping you in that sense if you're trying to improve your relationship with food it's going to increase your likelihood of overeating and therefore set you back if you're trying to improve your body image restricting yourself excessively in the run up to social occasions is not nourishing your body and so it's probably going to have negative impact on your body image if you're trying to build muscle tissue, it's spending periods of time where you haven't got enough fuel coming in to support the processes that are required to build muscle tissue or pursue hypertrophy. So whatever your goal is, or if you're trying to just improve your health, we all know that excessive restriction is not good for our health. So no matter what your goal is, excessively restricting in the run-up social occasions is not the way forwards. So avoid it. And I hope that helps let things sink in.
because I know how tempting it is to do it in the moment. The next point I wanted to make is don't be afraid to put yourself first. A lot of you listening to this will probably be people pleasers. I am definitely a people pleaser at heart and it can be so hard to say no, even if that is what's right for you in the moment. Saying no to alcohol, saying no to going to a social occasion, saying no to participating in something when actually what you really need is taking some time for yourself or, you know, not drinking when people are trying to push alcohol on you. I know it's uncomfortable to put yourself first, but I think one of the most powerful things we can recognize is that when we are people pleasers, when we do want to people please, the reality is we're doing that for ourselves to make ourselves feel good. It's not really a completely selfless act. And recognizing that can really help you combat it because you recognize actually it's not completely selfish to put yourself first. And actually it's okay to be selfish anyway. And if you want to be able to show up as the best version of yourself for those around you within your personal life or within your business, it's essential to look after yourself and put yourself first sometimes. It is the best thing you could do for everyone involved. So don't be afraid if on Christmas Day and you've got a huge amount of people around you, you feel overstimulated, you're not able to be truly present and you just need to take a step back. Don't be afraid to take yourself off for five minutes and then come back if you need to. Don't be afraid to say no. And if you are afraid to say no and you are a people pleaser who struggles with that, that is something that you need to work on because it will have a positive impact on your life and the lives of everyone around you and the work that you produce if you learn how to say no and if you learn how to put yourself first. The next point I wanted to make is, it's so important, again, regardless of what your goal is, for any exercise or training that you do to be from a place of self-respect, not to make up for or compensate for consuming food or to burn calories up, burn food up. Doing that only often puts us into, first of all, it it has a negative impact on our relationship with ourselves, our bodies and exercise because we don't get some of the other benefits from exercise when we purely see it as a means to burn calories. It has a negative impact on our relationship with food and increases our likelihood of falling into this overeating and restricting cycle and just exacerbates that if we're using exercise to compensate. It is a purging behavior if we do that. And it also decreases our likelihood of being able to succeed with our goals over the long term. Because if you see exercise or training as something which is nourishment, as something that you're doing from a place of self-respect, rather than it just being something you're doing to burn X number of calories, guess what? You're so much more likely to be able to keep your efforts up over the long term because you see the many benefits in it and even when you've not then got body composition related goals or your relationship with food or exercise has improved you'll be still much more likely to continue training to continue exercising because you recognize all of the benefits that it brings you you're not just doing it to burn calories so if you want to achieve long-term success with your goals no matter what they are whether they're performance-based, body composition-related based, health-based, when you want to be the best version of yourself year-round, when you want to feel happy and confident in your own skin, 
for life, not just for an occasion, you need to think about making sure that you're recognizing the benefits of exercise and training beyond it being a means to manipulate, cut your energy expenditure. It needs to be so much more than a means to an end. And you need to make it as enjoyable as possible. Obviously, there's going to be exercises or sessions that you don't enjoy. That's a given. But we need to make it as enjoyable as we can. If we can create the least friction to exercising and training and recognizing the benefits of it, it will increase your likelihood of long-term success, which I know most of you want deep down. Who wants to get to, who wants to work so hard for a goal, say it's to lose body fat, gain muscle tissue, get strong, improve your fitness levels. Who wants to work so hard for a goal for 12 weeks, 16 weeks, 10 weeks, only to end up back where you started? I don't think many people really want that deep down. So you need to start thinking about long-term success. And this is something that I want you to continue to remind yourself of and continue to think about, not just through Christmas, but into the new year as well. Because we all know how tempting it is to get to January the 1st or a week into January and dive into a transformation challenge or a quick fix because you want results rapidly. But you need to remember that's not what you really want. What you really want is long-term success. And that requires different action to what you've taken previously. Because if, if you've been through cycles of losing body fat and gaining body fat constantly for the last few years, something is not working and something needs to change. So think about that, not just now, but going into the new year as well. And when you decide to set any fitness-related goals moving into that new year. Another point, regardless of what your goals are, I would make sure that you have your own stress management tools nailed down and in place on a regular basis. So for me, journaling is a big one. I make sure that I've got my journal on my desk. It's in my bag next to me here for if I ever need it, because particularly around Christmas, I tend to get a little bit emotional and I tend to find this year of this time of year quite difficult sometimes. So for me, it's extra important to have tools like journaling in place so that I can lean on them when I am struggling and when I do need it. And having that awareness and having those tools prepared and ready can change the game when it comes to dealing with your emotions, regulating your emotions, working through anything that comes up and making sure that you stay in the best place possible mentally and physically rather than things taking you by surprise or you being completely unprepared for them. So it's not that everybody should journal. There's no one size fits all, but identify what tools help you manage any stress that comes up, help you work through your emotions and help you be the best, most regulated version of yourself and make sure that you get them in place now and keep them in place throughout the Christmas period. And the reason I say this particularly around Christmas is because often people do have a little bit more downtime they have more time to think and sometimes that can present with people being a little bit more emotional and having more time to recognize how they're feeling and therefore it's important to have um those tools in place for that reason but also let's face it Christmas New Year's does come with stress um the stress of you know managing Christmas especially if you have a family the stress of buying presents um financial stress the stress of family debates and arguments there are so many things that can actually crop up unexpectedly and therefore it's important to have these tools in place for that reason as well the last point I wanted to talk about during this podcast because I don't want to waffle on for too long but I wanted to give you some 
real like real points that you can implement starting now that will actually change the game for you over Christmas and New Year's. And the last point is having a self-soothe list so that when you do feel dysregulated, when you feel overwhelmed, when you need comfort, when you need something to regulate you, you've got this list that you can refer to. And this self-soothe list should not just be one that you found off the internet. It should be one that is actually full of things that make you feel good, that make you feel regulated and at peace um, and content and comforted. So for me, it could be, you know, spending time with animals is one thing that makes me feel peaceful. So we have a cat at home. I like just sitting with her. If any of my friends have dogs, give them to me, please, (laughs) so that I can sit and stroke them. Um, so things like that, uh, reading is another one, journaling is another one for me. But what I would recommend you guys do is as you go through your lives over the next few weeks, if you notice that you're feeling at peace, fulfilled, uh, joyful, comforted at any point, write that thing down on your self-soothe list. And then you can gradually create this list over time and it will grow. And on the flip side of that, you can write down anything that makes you feel dysregulated, unhappy, unnerved, anxious. And you can either address why it's making you feel that way or you can avoid the thing. Avoiding the thing is helpful with some aspects, but also addressing why it's making you feel that way is also really important. So hopefully this podcast has given you some food for thought and helps you feel the best version of yourself possible over Christmas and New Year's. I hope every single one of you listening to this has the most amazing time and is able to be present and is able to enjoy it because you genuinely deserve that. And I appreciate you all so much. Thank you so much for listening to the Female Fix podcast. It means the absolute world to me. I hope you will have a wonderful rest of your day. And please message me if you need anything at all. I will chat to you all soon.